Welcome to Make the Grade with the success doctor, Stephen Green, where you'll discover actionable strategies to help your student to reach their academic goals, to excel at standardized testing, and to plan for the college admissions process painlessly. And now, here's your host, Dr. Stephen Green. Well, hello, listener land out there. Steve Green. This is an episode of the Make the Grade podcast. All things education. My mission, help parents to help their children to maximize their education. I have a special guest today. Special guest today who I've known for a while. Really appreciate the work she does. I think you're going to learn a lot here. So get your listening on, get your pencils out. Carly Myers, welcome. Welcome to the podcast. Carly is an expert at helping leaders, high-achieving executives, business owners, managers, all sorts of people who feel overworked, exhausted to find peace and freedom they desire. Okay, She's the founder of a company called The Stress Less Company. She's helped hundreds of professionals around the world take action to reduce stress through educational mentoring programs. She also feels there's no one-size-fits-all when it comes to stress management. It's a diplomat of the American Institute of Stress. I didn't know there was such a thing. And uh, it's been featured on many media outlets. Parade Fox 29 here in Philly. Good day, Philadelphia. The Maui News, all the way in Maui, in Hawaii. And Holy Magazine. Uh, Carly, welcome. Good morning. It is morning here in the East Coast. Are you awake? Are you a morning person? I've been awake for a few hours now, so. Okay, well, I, I guess that's a yes. Um, um, so, so I'm gonna I'm gonna come right at you with the, with the big elephant in the room question. Okay, mm-hmm. 2021. We are in January 2021. We just lived through a, a pretty uh, pretty tough uh, last nine ten months of 2020. I think everybody's gonna agree with that for a lot of reasons, yeah, socially, medically, professionally, financially educationally, academically, and so on and so on. And I got to believe, I don't know if there's any empirical data on this, just the general net stress level of society is higher. Um, so how do you approach this? I mean, you're in the business of helping people relieve stress with coping strategies, with a plan, a system. Uh, what's your advice? You know, I, I would say definitely the stress levels are higher. Um, pre-pandemic, just for some context, you know, before the pandemic, before the racial, racial justice movement, I mean, before civil unrest, or before everything that's been happening. There's a lot going on, a lot going on. Right, before all of that, <laughs> uh, you know, the statistics, you know, from a, a Gallup poll, I think it was 2019, so just before 2020, uh, I think it was 80%, 80% of Americans are experiencing high levels of stress. Hmm. Uh, were, I should say, were. So I can only, and that was just day-to-day life, right? That was no, no this is baseline. Just baseline right? life does Base. this to you. Exactly. Hmm. So um, yeah, I can only imagine. I know the conversations that I've been having one-on-one, you know, the trainings that I've been doing, the groups of people that I've, you know, been engaging with. It's all of that day-to-day plus all of the uncertainty that 2020 brought. So we were already elevated, if -hmm. we can use that word. And then we had a spike. Mm -hmm. So now we're at like 
DEFCON 5. <laughs> you know, I can make a movie reference here. I'm not big on movies, but that's always been a good one. Um, a lot of my audience are parents with children in school. Mm-hmm. Can you speak anything specific to that? Is Do you think anything particular? Um, would you, let me ask it this way. If someone came to you and said, I'm really stressed out because my kid's academics, and I know you, you know, you're, everybody's, it's a, you know, different glove for everybody's hand kind of thing. Would you um, give them different counsel typically than say somebody who's stressed out because they're a CEO of a company that's just having financial trouble or somebody, maybe even somebody who's in a relationship that's stressful. Is it anything different there? Would it, would it be a different approach or is it still one-on-one? Let's learn about the basic stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, okay. So uh, first of all, there's, there's no one size fits all. So, right. you know, I, at the end of the day, no one's going to get the same advice from me, but you know, in, in terms of like my one-on-one relationship with my clients, every call is different, but, uh, you know, every single one of my clients goes through my signature seven step system that is called the stress less method. And that is really the framework for which we start. And then we dig deeper on in terms of like the custom advice, but, you know, when we're talking about a parent navigating, the at-home learning, the, the changing in, in schooling policies and, and everything that's been happening with the pandemic, you know, the first thing that I start with, and this, this is actually really common advice because whether it's you know, the changing school system, you know, one week the kids are at home, one week the kids are at school, what the heck's going on, right? Yeah. <laughs> A lot of us are experiencing that in our day-to-day, whether, it, whether we have kids or not. Right. We're experiencing, okay, one day I'm at work. There's an uncertainty, which is an instability and lack of structure, which by definition sometimes is stressful for people. Exactly. And so, you know, thinking about, you know, that broader picture, most of the conversations that I've been having is, is starting at step one in the stress less method, which is my signature system, which is step one is deepen your spiritual understanding. Mm -hmm. And the reason that, I start with that very first step and that's with everyone is because when we are experiencing uncertainty, when we're experiencing stress, it's likely that we're experiencing some sort of uncertainty. We are likely finding ourselves in a cycle of worrying about things that are outside of our control. You know, just as I was explaining, you know, policy changes, are the kids going to be at home? Are they going to be at school? What the heck's the government going to do? What, what the heck's going on with the U S election, right? All of the, we're likely worrying about, things that are outside of our control. And when we deepen our spiritual understanding, what we're able to do is we're able to take those worries, the end goals to take those worries that are outside of our control, hand those things off. Mm -hmm. And then what that does is it creates space for us to focus on what we have control over. You say spiritual. I'm sorry. Uh, So when you say spiritual, are you saying religious? And is, I mean, I mean, I think that can mean different things to different people. Uh, but exactly. I think what I'm hearing you say is, is, is sort of just say, hey, look, I can't control this. There's some greater power, whatever you want to call it. Um, th- that is, that is, I, I, I just have to let that drive this. Yeah. And so the way we, I love that you brought that up because the way we define spirituality at the stress less company is very, very different than what is traditionally you would traditionally hear about spirituality or even religion. So mm-hmm. when we say spirituality, the definition of that at the stress less company is the undefined thing 
that leads you from a place of struggle to a beautiful state of mind. Whatever that, is that our means team. to that person. Whatever it means to each individual. Yeah, so, gotcha. you know, it could be God. It could be the universe. It also could be like, if you believe in higher self, it could mm-hmm. be, um, I have some clients where it's, you know, spirituality is a group of people, like their group of friends. That is the thing that helps them get from a state of struggle to a beautiful state of mind. It can be many things. It doesn't have to just be one thing. And so, I mean, some people, it's just, you know, the concept of nature being in nature. And, you know, when we're talking about letting go of the things that are within our, our outside of our control, we're usually taking it to that entity, whatever it is. So we can go to, you know, if spirituality for us is defined by a group of friends, we would go to that group of friends and be like, look, I'm really worried about this. I want to be able to let this go. And you can just have a conversation or it could be, you know, a more, tra- you know, traditionally spiritual or religious approach where you're turning to God and you're praying and saying, Hey, I'm having a really hard time with at home learning. The point take- is, I think what the point you're making is that people have to find a way to connect to something larger than themselves. I don't want to put mm-hmm. words in your mouth, but um, that they can use as a um, no, tool is the word you want to put here, but as a mechanism to free them from having to deal with it. Is that accurate? Well, not necessarily, not necessarily. Mm. So what happens is, is you're able to let go of the thing that's outside of your control. And what ha- then you have all of this mental space, all of this, even sometimes physical space to focus on what is within your control. So a great example would be uh, um, in the context of, you know, at, let's say at home learning, I'm mm-hmm. concerned about, I'm worried about the policy changes. Where are my kids going to be one week to the other? Well, I'm going to let go of that because I don't have control over who's making those decisions. I don't know what right. they're going to do. I, I, I have no control over that. But if I let go of that, I can then say, what do I have control over? Well, I have control over you know, the structure that I put in, in my home. Like I just had you, Dr. Steven on my show, we talked about how important structure is for success for students, right? That is what I, as a parent would have control over. So I would begin implementing that with that new space that I had. And what that can do is it can create so much more peace because you're not powerless anymore. You can start taking action. I think it's great advice. A big concern I hear from parents is little picture. What am I going to do today? Like I, I got to make it, I got to work. I got to, but let's go larger picture is I got a kid who's a 10th grader, 11th grader. They have learned half in the last year, what they should have learned normally. And I'm again, not pointing fingers, but it's just been a reality. Are they going to mm-hmm. be behind in school? Things like this. Um, interesting. So one of the conversations, obviously, you would have with a, somebody you would work with is, is what this is to them, mm-hmm. what this higher spiritual connection is to them, how they can nurture it, develop it, and learn how to tap into it. Exactly. Um, and I would just add, just as a caveat here, um, that conversation often includes a healing of spiritual or religious trauma. So mm-hmm. a lot of us have gone through you know, many of us, I should say, have gone through some tough situations in our life where we, we, when we were younger, maybe turned to spirituality and we didn't get what we thought we were going to get. And so so that conversation also usually has a healing process where we are able to let go of fear or resentment or anger towards whatever 
we used to believe. It doesn't, you know, have to be the same iteration, but it's really a reinvention if we had a spiritual relationship that was damaged in our mm. past as well. So there's a number of levels this is happening on. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Is there, um, in your caseload or your experience, is there some common denominator that you find a, a lot of people bring to you in terms of what's stressing them or what's a trigger? Uh, I, I'm, I know everybody's going to have a basic difference, but are there larger sort of macro things that that you see commonly? Um, money and job pressure, top two. Um, oh, yeah. Definitely, you know, that, that was pre-pandemic, taking that into the pandemic. Uh, it just kind of adding fuel to the fire, if you will. So that, that's just, a, that's always there. That's yeah. Just- is money and job pressure. If it's not money, it's job pressure. If it's not job pressure, it's maybe money, but sometimes it's a combination of both. Uh, I hear a lot about concerns for health. You know, uh, I have this chronic condition. I keep getting migraines. Why they, why are they happening? Um, this, my knee has been killing me and the doctors don't know, you know, what, why, Hmm. Um, I use that example, uh, cause that's, you know, something that I experienced myself, but it's, and, and relationships. I, I always say relationships are the biggest spiritual teacher. And do you, uh, uh, do, you do any, I, I, I guessing most of your works one-on-one or within a group, it's still one-on-one, but do you work with couples? Do you work with like a family? Like, let's say a family came to me and said, my kids they don't listen to me. It's I'm yelling at them. They're yelling at me. It's not working. I mean, this is not unfortunately uncommon. Uh, would you have the capability of kind of sitting down with a, a family, like parents and a couple of kids or something that weren't on the same page and, and bring them together? Or is that outside your purview? You know, doing it, doing work as a group is outside of the work that I typically do, because what I find is that it's really about the individual's experience. Like the real healing is how the, how the individual is feeling and how to bring out that, that sense of emotional freedom, that sense of peace, Mm -hmm. that sense of contentment so that they can show up in relationship in a different way. So it's like, you got to fix yourself Um, or you can fix anything else. And especially like, I would say I mostly, you know, when I do work with folks, I work with parents, I work with adults. And so when we shift what's internally happening, we become a different role model. We break the pattern. If we have an unhealthy relationship or a weird pattern going on with our kids, we're able to break that pattern. And um, oftentimes by getting more in touch with what's going on with us, we are able to kind of take down the blinders and see, holy crap, this is what's happening with my kids. They're struggling. This isn't an issue with math. This is an issue with, I feel unseen i don't feel understood and and then you can get to the math right no, no i got you right yeah. i i knew a, I, I knew a person who was having um was in a very toxic that seems to be the word gets used relationship and um she had all kinds of health issues she had eczema on her arm and she was losing her hair and she finally got the conviction to just get out of this relationship and within a month I don't even think two, three weeks, a lot of these physical ailments uh, it, mm-hmm. were, were almost gone. And, and yeah. I, 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 obviously there's a mental people know hey, I'm stressed out. I get headaches. I'm always, like, Ugh. but I, I don't think people really understand how deeply this can affect you physically. I mean, it, heart attacks, I mean, it can get really nasty. I know, I know, I, I, I don't want to offer this out to the world, but 
I know you run a workshop the fourth Tuesday of every month, if I remember right. Yes. What's, what's so the thing you do? To. It's actually something that we used to do. Oh, you, uh-oh, uh-oh, what yeah, happened? So we actually ended up making it private to our community. Okay, um, never mind. But it was called... <laughs> what did yeah, you so do? Was, <laughs> <laughs> what did you used to do? So we I was going to offer to everybody. Go ahead. Yeah, we used to do it publicly, uh, but now we just do it with our clients. It's called self-care in action. Okay. And uh, it is a, you know, the, the previous iteration of that was where we really came together as a community to have some accountability around getting in touch with our needs, our wants, our desires. And we had dedicated time, about 40 minutes where we would implement that self-care. So whether it was as simple as like, I need to eat a sandwich right now, or uh, something a little bit deeper where we're digging into our, our emotional health and trying to get to the root of what's going on. Um, but yeah, we used to do that on a regular basis. Now we do it with our clients. The way that works now is we actually get together once a month as a community. And I take all of the information from, you know, what I've been hearing from our clients, what's been going on in the world. And I create a relevant teaching for the entire community. And then from there, uh, you know, we take, I, you know, I, I will do a little bit of mentoring and we'll then implement the, the self-care accountability portion. So for instance, to give you a little bit of a glimpse, um, two weeks ago, I think last week or two weeks ago, I can't remember exactly. You know, I did a lesson on how to step into 2021 because uh, 2020 was for many a dumpster fire and 2020 was about reaction. And I was sharing with them that if I could title, like if our, you know, our history, our existence was a book, the chapter that was 2020, I would title, you know, people react, the world reacts. And um, I shared with them the dictionary definition of react. It's actually the secondary um, definition. And it is to respond with hostility opposition or a contrary course of action to and uh, that's the oxford dictionary definition but I yeah, the ultimate the ultimate source right <laughs> <laughs> no one's going to argue with the oxford dictionary yes nobody's gonna i wouldn't but you know it's i shared that with them because it was it was really true we, we were responding 2020 we were all responding we were just trying to survive but we weren't taking a moment to pause and say, is this response, is this reaction going to get us to the end goal that we want? Oftentimes the answer was no, it was actually creating more problems for ourselves. And I just shared that, you know, I, I talked about, you know, what had just happened in, in with the U S elections. And, and we talked about, you know, bigger picture stuff here, but I shared that, you know, one of the reasons we struggled as, a as a community at, at large from a macro perspective is because the leaders that we had were reacting as well we it just wasn't us it was our leaders and so what i was really seeing and i've been you know saying for quite a quite a bit now is that what we need in 2021 talk about a big piece of advice like what we need in 2021 is to act intentionally we need leaders that act intentionally so as a parent you are a leader and it is up to you to act intentionally. And so I shared with them also the definitions of action and the definitions of, definition of intention. And so action is the fact or process of doing something typically to achieve an aim, right? So doing what you say you're going to do, what you want. Intention is kind of a loaded one because that's one of the ones where different people have different 
You get 20 exactly. people, you're going to get 18 definitions. So what, how did you define intention? So the Oxford Dictionary definition defines intention as in two ways, which I found the second way really fascinating. But the first one is a thing intended, an aim or plan. Aren't you so not supposed to second. use the word in the definition? I thought the same thing, but here mm. we are. <laughs> okay, all right, I'm just... But here's Sorry. the secondary definition. <laughs> okay, secondary one. <laughs> so this is from the world of medicine, which I just found, again, I found it fascinating. And it is the healing process of a wound. Hmm. The healing process of a wound. And I was, I was like, I think we can all agree that 2020, we were, I mean, even going into now, we're still going through a collective trauma. And I think we need, it's time to begin that healing process. Well, certainly on an individual level, which is going to filter into a community level and eventually society level. You know, it's interesting because I look at intention as kind of a subset within goals. Like you set a goal with an intention to accomplish something. I guess you could even flip it around. My intention is to be a better tutor. So, um, uh, you know, I set a goal to do X better and Y better and Z better. So I, I guess you could do it either way. But um, I, you, this is the 107th podcast I've done. I've actually done more. Not all of them. Some of them end up on the cutting room floor, as they used to say. <laughs> but um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say without any sort of scientific, without any actual fact check, 30 have been some way, shape, or form about goal setting. Because in academics, especially when you have a top, you know, families where somebody's trying to check and have accountability it's so important Mm -hmm. and i think i think the way you're coming at it and you didn't mention goal setting specifically but i sort of bring in the intention is you say look i want to accomplish something i want to have a different mindset i have to filter things through a different lens yep and 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 some of this is just attitude you know it's a glass half full glass half empty is a a cliche but it's so true Mm -hmm. you know you could look and say last year was the worst year ever and, and it, in some ways, you could you could argue that, but I know I know people that did terrible last year. Business is failing. And I, I feel really badly, but there's also a lot of opportunity. Yeah, and there's and a lot of opportunity to connect in new ways with people. I mean, say what you want. To, I'm sure nobody loved being on virtual meetings all day, but you know there was more family time. I mean, you can always find a silver lining if you want to look in that well, direction. Exactly. It's so funny. So the the question that I I shared with my clients. Uh, just last week or the week before, I said, in 2020, we've been faced, we were faced with a decision point and none of us knew that we were at a decision point. And it was, you know, really answering the question subconsciously, each and every one of us, will I be a victim to my circumstances or will I take these circumstances? Will I view these circumstances as an opportunity to learn and grow? And so we either fall in, we either fell in one of those two categories in 2020. And it's okay if we found ourselves, you know, saying oh, 2020 is a freaking dumpster fire. I'm so done. And we're, you know, we complain. But now that we know that that was a choice point, we have a new choice point. And we have the opportunity to act intentionally and to say, and then in three months, there'll be another one. In six months, there'll be an even another one. Exactly. Yeah. Wow. Hey, this is Steve Green, my guest, Carly Myers from the Stress Less Company. You're listening to the Make the Grade podcast. Carly, how can people reach you? You want to give out your email address or your website or yeah, so all you know of what, the if, above? If you're feeling called for more support, what I would say is just 
you can visit stresslessco.com slash apply. And that what you'll do there is you'll fill out an application for a complimentary stress assessment. So that is a one-on-one conversation, just the two of us, where we hop on the phone, where we talk about, we really try to get to the root of, okay, what's causing you to overwork? What's causing you to be exhausted? What's causing the stress and the overwhelm? Mm -hmm. And then, you know, I will listen deeply and I will hold an energetic space for you. And then from there together, we'll figure out why you haven't found the peace and freedom that you desire yet. Stresslessco.com slash apply. Exactly. Awesome. Do you have anything coming up? Are you doing any sort of events? You got a book coming out? I don't know. <laughs> you always you always have something going on. I mean, I interact with Carly somewhat frequently. So, yeah. you know, well, so you got a big event in October, but we, we can get into that another time. But um, anything, you know, anything in the next month, six week window that you want people to be aware of? Well, so we have... I feel like it's a little bit of a teaser because we have a tea tasting, a mindful tea tasting event coming up uh, later in January, but by, uh, unfortunately the tickets have already been sold out for that. So it's a bit of a bit of a teaser there. What is that about? Is is this like a, like a Japanese tea ceremony kind of? It's a collaboration with a little candle tea company uh, found Mm. with the founder, Louise Carruth. And really it's, you know, one of the things that we teach at the stress less company is this thing called creative stress reduction. And that's, any activity. I think we talked about it on a previous episode. Yeah, I think any we did, activity yes. that gets us from a state of, you know, fight, flight, or freeze mode to a beautiful in, state right, of mind. Until, right, right. Rest so the tea is a the tea is the conduit. Mm-hmm. You slow so, down, you sip the tea, you and savor it. Exactly. Hmm. So Louise is really going to be teaching about how to make your tea break or your coffee break the best eight minutes of your day, the most mindful, something that will help you reset and get out of that fight, flight, or freeze mode so that you can return back to your work or back to your family or back to, you know, whatever you intend mm-hmm. uh, to do or re-engage in better, more calm in a, in a better headspace. So for it might be the uh, facsimile of somebody taking a walk or picking up a guitar or, or riding a bicycle or cooking. I mean, some people find cooking sort of meditative oh, yeah. in, in a sense. I do sort of, I don't always make the food taste <laughs> any better, but the process yeah. is really what we're talking about. It's the journey, not so much the destination. Um, exactly. Uh, let me ask you one last question specifically about academics. Um, okay. Is there an age younger than which uh, it, you, I'm, I'm, I'm not asking this well, what's the youngest age person you would work with? I mean, would you work with a six-year-old? That seems young. <laughs> 10, 12, yeah. 15. Yeah. So I would, I would definitely be open to working with teens. Um, ha- however, you know, the work that I do does, re- you know, the work that we do together requires a substantial commitment of time, money. Um, mm-hmm. And so that has to be there for, for that teen to be successful. So typically I work with, you know, folks that are established in their careers, but, you know, if you know a little bit more about my backstory, and I think you might return to an old episode yes. uh, where I came on to learn about that, you would know that I have a very soft spot for teens who are struggling. Cause that's mm-hmm. how I, that's why right. I do the work that I do today. So I'm definitely open to it, but it would be an exception to the typical rule. So you're willing to do it. They, they may not, they may not fit your model from your, what you would, um, expect as a commitment on their side, but it can be done. 
Yeah. And I, and I also have a, like, I actually had a teen reach out uh, maybe a week and a half ago, 15 years old from Tennessee, having a hard time. Mm-hmm. Um, and even if I can't help, like I wasn't able to help her. She got a nice long email with all of the resources that she could, she could use. So I have a handful of folks in my tool belt. I know a parent teen coach. So that, that helps repair relationships with, between yeah, right. parents and teens. I have mm-hmm. another contact who has an after-school program that's now virtual, so she can work with any uh, any teen girl in the country that will. Help. There's resources out there. There are so many resources. So if it's not me, I have plenty of other resources. Did I ever introduce you to um, Katie May? I don't think so. Kate, I I have a a business person like business uh, friend Katie K May who um, I think I'm going to introduce you. Remind me. Okay. Try string around my finger. She's actually going to be a guest on my live show next Thursday. Okay. Um, but she runs. Um, she's a psychologist, therapist, uh, and run and specializes in teens. And um, she actually has. Four, I think she's opened another one. Four or five centers where they come after school. They do activities. They do uh, therapeutic sort of things. Really interesting. And um, she was a speaker at my back to school event and she's going to be back for the live. I'm, I'm going to make a point. Of, I'm going to write it down here. Get my books, right? Yeah, that sounds, that sounds great. Yeah. Cause you know, every once in a while I'll get that request and sometimes it works out where I'm, I'm a great fit, but mm-hmm. you know, oftentimes it's best to be, you know, placed with someone who is an expert for that age group. So well, I, I appreciate the fact that, that you know you know your lane, as they say these days. You're kind of you know what your strengths are and who you really serve the best. Carly Myers, the stressless company, stresslessco.com slash apply if it works for you. Um this is Steve Green from the Make the Grade Podcast. Carly, you want any, you got any last words here? You got any uh, any other definitions from the dictionary you want to quote or <laughs> I don't know, recipes you want to throw out there. Uh, let me ask you this. Let's try to lighten yeah. this up a little bit. I know you like to travel, right? It's not one of your things. Uh, you got any, what do you, you got any big plans in a perfect world? What's your, you got any big uh, personal kind of goals for 2021? Oh, great question. So I, uh, my partner and I just closed on a piece of land in New Hampshire. Okay, so we okay. currently live in Philadelphia. Congratulations. Yes, Philadelphia. Not quite as uh, open space as New Hampshire, I'm going to guess. <laughs> So 2021 brings, it's a raw piece of land. It brings figuring out how to build a house mm. on a raw piece of land. I'm really excited about it, but we're, we're going to play uh, the, we're going to try to play the off-grid route. So it's going to be a lot mm. of learning and I'm really, that's what's going, coming down the pike for me on a personal level. I'm really excited about it. Oh, okay. There you go. So, so no electricity, no water. No, definitely electricity. Definitely okay, water. Not, not that off the grid. But, <laughs> but it's sourced and no traffic lights. That's that's uh, okay. No satellite dish. That's a. I know you were up there for a couple of weeks in December. Is that when you got this going? Or was it? Yeah. All- so we um we went up a few months ago. Well, we've gone up a few times because it's a process to buy a piece of land. Let yeah, me tell I'm you sure that. Yes, um, yes. But we just closed on Monday on the land. So it's really? very, very new. And then here, hang on. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Studio audience is pleased. Congratulations. There we go. Thank you. Thank you. Um, but yeah, we're really, we're really. Anything excited. else? That is, I mean, it's a big project, but I think it can be really gratifying and, you know, it's like a, a haven kind of thing for you professionally. Any, any, uh, anything, anything exciting? 
Well, you know, you mentioned my conference is coming up in October. It's called the Selfish Billy Conference. Yes. It is the self-care conference for women in the Philadelphia region. So we're really, really excited about it. It's our second year doing it. And um, so if you're curious about that, we can make sure. Uh, I want to be, a, I want to be a vendor or a coach. Oh, yes. I forget. Yeah, we'll, we'll, let's, we'll talk about that offline. Exactly. And that's in October. I forget the day. October 1st. Day uh, 10 one. Hopefully by then we'll be able to have more than 50 people in a room or 20 or whatever we're up to now. All right. We're going to wrap this up. Steve Green, the Make the Grade podcast. If you like what you heard, please leave some comments. Please reach out to Carly. Let her know if you have any questions, um, if you have any questions about anything else. If you'd like to be a guest on the Make the Grade podcast, if you got something to say to parents out there, and if you listen to enough of these, it's all over the map. There's a lot of things in this vertical. Reach out. Let me know. I'm also booking people for the Thursday Night Live. And uh, we go for that. And you're doing that, but we're doing it on a oh, special edition, right? Exactly. Are we doing a special edition Thursday Night Live? Yes, on a Monday. On a Monday. We're going to pretend I- it's Thursday. It's going to be like a real hocus pocus uh, smoke and mirrors <laughs> thing. But we, it's our own little secret. Nobody heard that. All right, Carly. Uh, again, let's hear from the audience here. Thank you for your generous uh, time and, and your positive energy. And that's one of the things I always liked about you. We, I don't think we ever even met, have we? Physically? Not in person, no. Oh, yeah, because we kind of got to know each other in this whole virtual thing. That'll probably happen hopefully sooner than later. Um, all right. We are wrapping it up here. Let's bring in the song. There we go. This is me playing the guitar, by the way. A lot of people don't know that. Anyway, see everybody next time. Thanks again, Carly Myers. And we will catch you next time. You've been listening to Make the Grade with the success doctor, Stephen Green. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe. For more resources and support, please visit makethegrade.net.